Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That's this guy. It's me. You are also here with Lee. He's over there. This one. Um, so this is episode number one, 181, which that surprised me. We, we're getting close to the 200. Um, you're here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You're here with Lee. You are also here with Mr. Matt Mr. Matt Hello. Hello. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. It's been a while since I've been on one of these live things. It has. It's always just been inconvenient. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's inconvenient for me as well. Uh, but I sold you on. Yeah, but when, when the Isle of Man's not in lockdown, I do night shifts. So 8 o'clock in the evening sometimes. Mm. Whereas... Uh, now that we're in lockdown I, and I don't have to go to work, I could have done this at 4am if you'd have wanted. <laughs> no uh, one wants that. Um, no, no, thank you. Um, thanks. Your American audience might want it at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, possibly. Um, they're not getting it, but they they, they might want it. Uh, Adam Yeomans uh, said, what up, those? I think that was uh, aimed mainly at you. Um, uh, and Mr. Bimson has said hello, I guess, and that's because um, he was going to play bass. And I said, wait, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, stop, stop that nonsense. I mean, like, what's what is practice ever done for a musician, really? Oh, actually, yeah, nothing. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> point. Um, but you can always practice after this; it's fine. Um, it's always great to talk about gear. Um, especially gear that we have no chance of owning. Um, so <laughs> largely today we're going to be talking about um, 2021 Nam Not Nam, um, which is what I'm coining it. Um, but before we do that, we need to we need to heat up the preheat the oven of news. Um, so we'll do that with some what we been up tos. Uh, I think I think it would be only fair to start with Matt because he's had a little little hiatus due to the uh, whole lockdowny thing going on. How's it going, Matt? You all right? Um, fine. It's like it's miserably being locked inside, but um, you know you've been there for the last ten months or whatever it is, and and I've been less than two weeks. Had a pain in the backside. So it was about this time that we started having some really serious internet issues. Yay! Um, to give you a little bit of a rundown, Matt tells us about a wonderful new uh, reverb pedal that he bought, uh, which happened to be a new neighbour pedal, and he bought it at a pretty reduced price. Um, I think he bought it on the used market, and he got a pretty good deal. So let's continue on with the show. But I've got a question. How, in what ways is the new neighbor better than the TC? And I think the quality of sound, like they're both obviously digital based reverb pedals. And um, the Hoff, in my opinion, sounds great anyway. The quality, like you can hear the, the neighbor or whatever you want however you want to pronounce it just it's it sounds less digital if you know what i mean like with a digital spring reverb you can generally tell that it's a digital spring reverb or a digital hall whereas the nine bar just sounds a bit more natural um and 
some of the settings in there, like the the modulated setting, I really like on the the Hoff, and the Neunerber one's got um, a modulated setting. It's got a what it calls a sustain setting, which is and um, it's also got the the shimmer as well. So it's got like lots of different types of the the bigger ambient sounds as well as your standard plate and hall and um, all that stuff. It's just it's a cracking little pedal. It's got a button you can push down push down a secondary mode as well which i haven't even scratched the surface off yet so that's a, a something that i've still yet to go into but yeah the the quality to me sounds like a similar quality to what you get out of the Strymon stuff whereas the hoff is great but it's it's great for a 150 pound pedal as opposed to a 300 pound pedal <laughs> yeah yeah what you got there for 120 quid is is unbelievable yeah yeah like i say i saw it and i was like right snapped it up straight away like you're selling some other bits and there was uh, an earthquake of delay and a couple of other bits that went really quickly but um th- this was still there and i was like yeah snapping his hand off absolutely Good, I, I mean i've i largely don't have need for a reverb pedal and i would have bought that yeah it's one of those things and like even if i decide to move it on later on i'll probably make a profit Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. no-brainer, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. So I've picked that up. Other than that, I bought some cable, intending to make my own six-meter-long cables, just so that we've got some longer ones for the bands to use. Um, and found that soldering jacks onto cables is a pain in the ass. <laughs> yes, yes, I can agree with this. Just. Um, I did a really similar thing about two years ago. I bought uh, like a couple of a couple of meters worth of cable just to go. Okay, like I've I've got a few like shitty Fender cables. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a crack at upgrading them myself. Um, <laughs> I've got I've, I've still got a bag of largely uncut cable and about probably <laughs> probably about twelve right angle jacks. Um, they are a pain in the ass. And this, yeah. this this is coming from someone who's uh, managed to solder together a, a good double digits worth of like guitar pedals. Those not a problem. Yeah, and I'm the same. I've, I've not quite done double digits, but like I'm comfortable enough soldering onto a circuit board. But right angle jacks are worth. Like I, I managed to get the straight jack soldered together and. I assume functional. I don't know because there's nothing on the other end because I want to put a right angle jack on it and I can't do it. It's just every time I move something, the whole thing falls apart and then you've got to try and re like get everything in line before you get any solder anywhere near it. And then as you pick up the solder, something falls over and you've got to start again. And it's just, I need a, an extra three hands. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, ideally, you need, you need, it's a two person job, isn't it? Uh. Yeah. Um, I mean, there the are guys out there. I mean, it, it gives you a a, a massive, massive um, like professional, um, just like a, a sense of of what uh, Chris from uh, Practical Patch um, is going through on yeah. a daily. Like he he's knocking knocking out yeah. like patch cables and like pancake jack ends, and he's doing like multiple different yeah. uh, like patch cables and. Jack, like footages of ca- of cable. Uh, in fact, like yeah. th- these here. Uh, oh, 
that's going to come through nicely. Like all of these are practical patch patch cables, and they they're brilliant and they work. Um, so kudos to he uses, you. He uses the Van Dam cable that I was using, and the ones that I've got of his have got the same Nutric jacks as what I've bought. Yeah, I basically there was a site doing a deal on them over either between Christmas and New Year or just after that. Um, so because it costs me like. 30 quid for 18 meters of Van Damme cable and six Nutric jacks. I thought, well, that's like 70 quid's worth of cables there. So if I can put them together, which I'm finding out that I might not be able to do. <laughs> what you might be able to do is ship them to Chris and get him to do the, <laughs> do the work for you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'll, I'll persevere. It, like, I've not got anything else to do. So if I spend six hours a day for the next week doing it, that's a lot of time spending just a lot of time I think the, the way that Chris has, has got it down and the way that a lot of cable makers do it they, they've got a jig that holds all the bits in place um, it, and that sounds like a lot of effort for what is essentially making three cables um, Dirk hello from Germany well hello from UK how are you doing we are Wunderbar that reminds me, I was listening to a lot of Ramstein the other day. A lot of Ramstein. I've listened to Ramstein in a long time. I think, uh, well, I've possibly I'd say seen... there's no time about the present, but... Yeah, <laughs> you're a little bit busy at the moment. Don't do it right now. <laughs> um, Probably wait till after the cast. I, I should ask, Matt, was that everything or was there more? I mean, I've been dicking around on an acoustic guitar because I've got nothing to do, but nobody really cares. It's not an acoustic guitar. <laughs> podcast, <is it? laughs> what acoustic is it? Uh, it's a Yamaha CPX 700, I think. It's, a, it's the big bodies of those CPX and APX series. Yamaha have, from what I'm led to understand, the uh, best-selling acoustic in the world. So, you know, you're into a right trick there. It's a really great guitar. It's, how old am I now? 29, so it's 13 years old. It needs a refret because I can't be asked. I've played it a lot. It's the, it's the guitar I've played the most. Okay, I kid you not, both Adam Yeomans and Lowell George, who is our YouTube specialist for crazy videos, both exactly the same time said... Why do you play Grandpa's guitar and Grandpa's guitar? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why is it a Grandpa's guitar? It's it's from um, Metalocalypse. <laughs> they, uh, they, there's an episode where they try and learn to play okay. the blues. Right. But, uh, I haven't watched that in ages. Oh, Metalocalypse is so, so funny. Oh. It's just, it's it's one of those, quote, like, just insanely quote. Pardon? Yeah, that has sorted your clipping out. Fantastic. Gone. Brilliant. It's not sorting my internet issues out, though, has it? About this stuff. It sounds like a share now, doesn't he? If I could turn back time. <laughs> I best not, because it'll... Um... Right. Okay, so um, I've been rebuilding my board. Um, <laughs> so it's the one that you see behind me um i used the new power supply that we spoke about last week which is from jad and freer 
and it's just powered everything perfectly as I expected, but really nicely. Any interference in terms of noise I've had, gone. Everything. So any interference I had from in terms of noise from MIDI, which I had before, which was weird. It was like interference coming through through the MIDI setup, which I just didn't even know could happen. Um, that's all gone now, um, and it's just absolutely banging. One of the cool things I noticed was with the um, the voltage selector that comes with it that I got, um, I could like press it in order so I could bump up the voltage just by pressing a button and I could literally hear what was happening without having to release a cord. So that that was really, really nice. Um that was that was something new I've never seen before. So I'll make a video on that at some point. I'll make a video on my board. All I've got to do now is just tidy it up because all the cables underneath are a mess. Oh, oh no guy on the order man who makes cables. <laughs> give me give me solder, solderless patch cables any day of the fucking week yes yeah, absolutely it's a reason they're popular isn't it the whole board is pedal patch everything on that board is pedal patch absolutely everything indeed Just had to be you know because that's what i had but also they're good that's why i had them so, yeah um I spent quite a lot of time yesterday playing with, I say playing with, um, the Earthquaker Devices Rainbow Machine. So it's not a pedal I've spent a lot of time with before. I've always wanted to, but I've never managed to get my hands on it. And I still haven't had got my hands on it. But we were toying with it and seeing whether we could um, get it onto Tonepedia. So I was, um, we sat down and we um, experimented with... Um, what tones are the best for so what settings and what playing styles and these sort of things it was a lot of fun because that pedal does some crazy stuff uh, what what kind of pedal is it i've, I've heard of it but <laughs> all right okay so weird weird noise making thingy isn't it it is it is it's got you've got okay so you've got your, your dry and then you've got a pitched um a pitch knob which you can tune to whatever you want you can go as low as a fourth down and as high as a third up but it's not like increments it's not like clicking into place everything is like completely so you've got everything in between as well so you've got a second point three if you like or whatever um that then is controlled by uh affected by two other controls you've got primary and secondary the primary blends in as much of that um pitched signal as you can possibly want and then the secondary is an octave of the primary what you're saying is the primary you set to i don't want any of this out of tune nonsense <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> or you blend a little bit in and um if if you've got it on a lower pitch the um the secondary gives you a, a second pitch down if you've got it on an upper pitch the primary the secondary gives you an extra octave up then you've got two other controls one um is the regen because you've got a really long delay on it so you can um but it's really 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 quick and the other one is uh the speed but it's like the regen basically 
is just wanting to oscillate all the time so you turn it on and it's it's very very subtle but then it goes into re regen and the speed is um anything between nothing and slapback so it, it doesn't do much more than that you can get some lovely chorus sounds out of it though by putting it slightly out of pitch and you can tune in these like really unique choruses with a nice bit of delay on it and you can get some really, you could get some really nice sounds out of it. You can get a, a shit ton of horrible sounds out of it, though. So <laughs> you've got to understand say, what you're doing with it. Most of the demos I've seen on YouTube are people making weird, out of tune, horrible noises <laughs> that just repeat because it's oscillating and it's just going, it just sounds like a dying cat. <laughs> sounds like yeah. those, those pug, pugs that you hear about. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, yeah, dog barking in the background here. Can you hear it? Because that was really good timing. <laughs> there you go. It's my uh, my fantastic impression. Um, yeah, I think if you had one of those and a and a first factory seven on your board, you are just you are not making any sounds that are that are anywhere near good. Still want that new uh, Bliss factory. I'm I'm hoping Chase Bliss do what they said and uh, make a new run of that, make it like a standard run, because um, just to bugger up the scalpers, because I I really really want one of them. Yeah, it, it uh, would make sense. So I've done something else this week, which is kind of exciting. Um, you know, um, over at Timepedia, um, we um, basically make real recordings of everything. So everything's done completely analog. You get um, someone actually turning the controls and tune it to the amp, and then they record a, a DI of a real guitar through it. So everything's a recording of the real bits and pieces. But we added a plug-in to it. Um, so we added a plug-in pedal. So it was the um, Universal Audio TS Overdrive, which is a TS-808 replica. Yeah. Um, a lot of people say it's like the best one that you can get. So we've put it on there. And that means that people who say, oh, this is the best, or I oh, know it's not very good, can now go in and actually A-B it against the real thing and um, see if it is actually any good or if it's rubbish or even if it's better. I think the uh, the Stomp v Stomp series told us that um, modelling uh, pedals has is, is come on leaps and bounds. Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah, you've, um, I suppose I didn't really think of it like that, but yeah, it is a bit like the Stomp v Stomp, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's all right, I'm not going to send around the Evies. Not yet, anyway. I think I would be one of your heavies, wouldn't I? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. just punch yourself in the dick, please. Uh, <laughs> Live on the internet. Uh, yeah. Other than watching Nam and all that sort of stuff, um, which I'm sure we'll come to in a minute, that is basically what I've been up to and, and making noise with my pedal board, which has been great. Indeed. Do, do you want to risk... Risk me telling you what I've done this week. It, it, does it begin with sweet and end with FA? No, I'm just, I'm just wondering if uh, if you'll be able to hear it or if I'll go into my share impression. Again. I've been fairly stable for like two minutes now. Well, there we go. I suppose that's, that is my cue, isn't it? Uh, so what have I done? Um, Chef Tone Preacher, uh, uh, that um, debuted on the, uh, the No Talk or Tone last Friday. I think we we spoke about it that it was going to happen 
Um, but oh my god, that pedal, absolutely <laughs> just yeah. Um, after uh, after the the demo had released, uh, Yeoman's actually sent me a message. He was like, "Oh, yeah, it was really cool. Which one do you prefer, the Messiah or the uh, <laughs> or the Preacher?" Like, can't answer that because uh, they they're just <laughs> it, it's it's like saying. Which... Does my bum look big in this? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it weren't one of those. It's, it, it was like, which do you prefer, chocolate or pizza? You're like, well, both are good. Two very different things. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, well, that's exactly it. It's, yeah. Well, if you want to get, like, the absolute classic, uh, like, Les Paul into a stack tones, the Messiah is there ev- all day, every day. You've got all of those tones from kind of the lighter like cost off drive uh tones of, of free i think he he uh he did a, a demo on uh on his instagram the other day of him playing just like bashing out um free riffs um and yeah so so i mean you get that but then like the preacher is like all of those like fender uh combo amps where where you can get like the like sparkly clean uh just edge of breakup stuff and then if you whack the gain to the top you get that kind of speaker absolutely shitting itself sound where it's just it it you're holding on the for kind, dear the life. kind of like that neil young kind of i'm not sure if this amp is going to go on fire or not kind of sound uh, yeah yeah it's, it's exactly that but without the fire risk so like without health and safety getting involved, you can you can get those just absolutely, it just coming out of its own asshole kind of tone. Um, I'd love to have gone to a Neil Young at, um, gig, uh, just like especially at that at that time because didn't he use some sun amps at one point? It's just I mean absolutely it, amazing. That wouldn't surprise me. Um. But yeah, it's um, it, it it's a it's a very very nice pedal. Um, so so I mean I, I did that. But then this week I think it shows on um it's shown up as a as a preview premiere on my YouTube channel that we've got the Antares coming out this week. Ooh, what pedal that is? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, it's it's from strength to strength, isn't it? It's it was um Yeoman's um limited edition green version so it kind of hints at what what kind of area we're talking with it um but it, yeah, it's so much more than that though, isn't it? it's exactly that yeah i mean you can get those tube screamer tones um but then that clean blend you can just get the subtlety with it as well so you can dial back in the the fullness of your guitar signal um yeah, it's just a shame that he keeps soldering the, the pot in the wrong way. <laughs> clean. It's just a, it's a clean knob. <laughs> and, and left, it left is all of the clean, which is, no, it left is none of that setting. So if that setting's called clean, and left should be no clean. I mean, he probably should have called it mix rather than clean. Or uh, blend. Yeah. yeah, blend, yeah. yeah. Either of those would have worked, but no. Yeah, I, I keep winding up about this. Indeed. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. No, it's fine. I think he he does enough winding up on the internet to to be able to take <laughs> some of it. So. 
<laughs> it's so true. A <laughs> uh, couple of comments we've had in. Um, Dirk uh, was saying that he's got a nice ES three three five and Strat, but uh, he also said, uh, "Yes, love the Rainbow Machine." Stick an expression pedal in it, and it's it's amazing because you, when you put an expression pedal in it, it changes the pitch. So you've got like that on the on your foot, which is pretty cool. And speaking of the devil, Mister Yeomans uh, has said, "Can we talk about the new Ibanez AZs that look like the ones that you and him draw when you're drunk?" <laughs> um, <laughs> we can. We're doing that a little bit afterwards. Um, what what else have I got to talk about this week? Um, nothing. So yeah, actually, we can do um, pedal well, World Cup, and then we will talk about the Albanese's. Okay. I haven't got a picture for that this week. Have you got one you can send me? And I can stick it up. Um, no. It's in the group chat. It, it is in the is group it? chat. It's definitely in the group chat because I sent it, it a week a week ahead of time. Oh, yes, uh, yes, of course you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's me being before... efficient. Yeah, it was actually quite a while ago, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, I was, mm. I was being efficient. I mean, I even sent you through the um, the, the, the graphic for the, the the little World Cup of pedals that, that I made as well. Um, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so we've got two two group stages again this week, and... There's like the the planets have aligned to get Matt here because one of those group stages brings back an old rivalry between me and Matt. <laughs> dun, dun, From literally dun. like early days of podcast. Indeed. <laughs> but on on the yeah. other group as well, we've got a rivalry between me and Lee, between which is the best yeah. pedal. So and uh, we're, we're going to have to go at that. Uh, I've, I've put it up on the screen. Do you want to do that now then, or do you want to do that a bit later? Do it now. We've got do it now. I mean, cause it's... All right then. Okay, so um, right, we've got the winners for that one then, which are the uh, MXR Blue Box and the Crybaby. Uh, so uh, should we move on to the next one? You can suck it. <laughs> uh, so, so this group... Is the as you as you quite say the, uh, the the bottom one will be MXR Blue Box. Uh, then we've got the the Sorry? The, the, what? En, what? the enigmatic Sorry? the the effervescent <laughs> the one of a kind Mojo Mojo by TC Electronics. Clearly, clearly is the one that you want. Uh, we've got the Electro Harmonics Linear Power Booster, which is a pretty decent utility. And then we've got the Crybaby. That's not going to win in a million years. In a million, million years, there's what? no way that would even like come close to winning. That is just like uh, that's yeah, a token I'm, pedal, that, isn't it? God, I mean, that's going to be bottom of this group. I mean, we did have some heavy hitters from Electro Harmonics, didn't oh. we? We had, the, um, we had the Muff that got through, and we had the Holy Grail that got through. So not having the Linear Pair Booster get through would be okay. Otherwise, it's it's going to be a EHX versus EHX final, possibly. Um, so let's go around, go around us and, uh, and and get our votes. Whilst we do that in the group, make sure you are getting your votes because the the last couple of weeks has been swung by one vote either side, pretty much. Yeah, make sure you vote for two two pedals. This is looking at you, Andrew, and that isn't even in this. He's still going on about the SY1. Moaned at me earlier about us not putting the SY1 through, even though I voted for it. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't. I don't think, and I'd do it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, Andrew, if you do, if if you only want to vote for one pedal, just make sure you do the Mojo Mojo twice. Um, You're too late. He's literally just written blue box. Oh, oh, <laughs> we're gonna fall out, mate. Right, so um, Yeoman has uh, said blue box and uh, uh, Mojo Mojo. Okay, okay, I'm feeling that. Right, I'm going. I'm going Mojo Mojo, Crow Baby. It is. It's the only only choice. Yeah, and I'm doing similar MXR blue box and, and, and Mojo Crybaby. Mojo. Yeah, okay. That's so. That's two for the Mojo Mojo. <laughs> Should we argue some merits for these? Because, um, oh, Sean, my hero. Sean's back. And uh, Sean from Sugar Ray Licks. And he has said Blue, Blue Box and Crybaby. Oh, motherfuckers. Do you know what, though? <laughs> I, I was going to argue that, like, Jimmy Page played the Blue Box. But then you've got Paul Gilbert, who was, like, singing and dancing about the Mojo Mojo. But he's fucked that off now, hasn't he? Because he's got his own JHS pedal. He has. So it doesn't mean that he's fucked off the Mojo Mojo. He still Does. he still rocks it. Doesn't. <laughs> As if I know. <laughs> I was talking to me the other day, right? And he said... Yeah, yeah Paul says, Whoa, this bag of shit. <laughs> just didn't like the colour. The, the, the claret, it just didn't do it for me. I mean, to be That's fair... That's how he talks. The, he, he does talk with like a, 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 a Mockney accent, yeah. Um, but Mockney. <laughs> the, the Mojo Mojo is... I mean... By all admission, it's an ug- ugly looking pedal. Uh, like it's it's just this horrible kind of like shitty coffee brown. Um, and it, it it doesn't look any good. But you you plug it in, and there are so many uses for that. Whereas the blue box, if if you plug that in, there is one sound. There is one sound with it, and it is mad as a fucking fish with titties. So. <laughs> Oh dear. Do I get a vote or are you two just going to argue about your shitty pedals? I mean, you do get a vote, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm counting on you here. So, Electro Harmonics uh, and Crybaby. <laughs> I mean, you joke, but the Electro Harmonics LPB1 was the first pedal I ever built. So I'm voting for that and the Crybaby because it's the only one on the list that I own. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, so far, I think it's the Crybaby and the Blue Box that are winning. I think it is, um, and I'm sorry, Adam, but I've, I I don't own a Mojo Mojo. I have tried one; they they they're fine pedals, but like there's so much but there that's better. <laughs> and I don't like the sound of the Blue Box at all. It's just not my one of my sounds. Uh, yeah, yeah you, you you need to. It's a pedal you have to fight. It really is, and I fucking I love it. It's the best pedal ever made. I absolutely love it. I think it's, you find the Mojo um, Mojo is the best pedal ever made, but. It seems like fate is against it today. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's leave that one up then, and let's go on to uh, group. Uh, was it G? It's group. It's group one oh. of them. Yeah, it's definitely one of them. I think it is G. It's group G. There you go. Yeah, uh, group G. Okay, so I mean, if this it was, is um, if it was the. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even going to make that joke. <laughs> I'm really interested into what you were going to say now. I was going to say if it was a great British bake-off, it would be French toast and the hot cake. That's what he was going to uh, say. No, it, 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 yeah, it was much more, much more filthy than that. But we'll, uh, we'll, oh. we'll leave, we'll leave that where it was. Uh, right, so we've got the TC Electronics Hoff. 
Um, we have got the TC Electronics flashback. So it is the age-old delay versus reverb fight. We've also got the uh, Cray the Hotcake, uh, which is a, a favourite of Matt. And we've got the Dan Electro yes. French Toast, which is based on the Foxtone, is it? Foxtone uh, bender, the one with the octave up in it. Yeah. Switchable octave up, yeah. There you go. Rough, that is. R- uh, like, when I say rough, I mean like it's a really raw sounding pedal. Yeah, yeah. I- and, I- and actually came with a felt cover over it. Like, the, it had like this um, sort of like furry thing stuck to it. <laughs> Carry on. <Yeah. laughs> Tell me more. Um, yeah. Like that, yeah. And this one, realistically, there's, there's three pedals in it because, as much as the French toast is a gimmicky thing, it is that's all it is. It's not a, a decent sounding pedal. I mean, it's got it's quite a, a cool following. Pedal. It's it's seen as one of the one of the, the, the best from that range, uh, and that range seems to have got some some notoriety recently. Um, however, just, I agree with you. It's it's there's, not. There's like, a lot of lot of clones of that pedal now. A lot, lot of clones, not of that pedal, but of the original Foxstone uh, pedal. A lot of clones coming out of, that, yeah. of it. Loads of people cloning the uh, the Dan Electro copy French of the. Toast. <laughs> it was plastic housing yeah 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 nonsense yeah like really really shit switches on um like crappy little mini pots um yeah yeah yeah, i understand everything basically the just so so even though they even though they all had pretty wanky names they're still better named than ibanez guitars yeah, yeah, like the. Uh, yeah, but that's because they're not just a serial number. The barcode. <laughs> yeah. Barcode oh, guitars. Uh, go on. Let's. Should we, should we put some votes in then? That's it. Go on, Matt, you go first because you went last last time. Right. Well, obviously, delay is a natural sounding thing, whereas reverb is completely just fake in every way. Hoff has to win. So the Hoff is the better of those two. And the Hot Cake is. Favorite drive pedal? No. It's certainly in my top five favorite drive pedals. Yeah, yeah. Probably top two. Probably top two. Um, BPC. I'm gonna go for both the TC. I'm gonna go for the Hoff and the Flashback. Um, because uh, as much as I, I don't really care about reverb, it is a, it's a it's a good solid reverb pedal, and it. It pretty much made everyone within that kind of price bracket up their game. Um, the flashback again is just it's 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 one of those. It's it's a staple. It's a it's a benchmark for what like a hundred and fifty quid uh, delay pedal has to has to reach. Uh, so, like without without either of those, we wouldn't have had like the EHX Canyon and the uh, Ocean's Eleven and 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 all of these and I I I probably doubt we wouldn't have had stuff like the uh the Strymon uh Strymon reverbs and delays as well. Um the Cray the Hot Cake I tried and because I'm not running it through an AC style amp, I thought was really underwhelming. Um and the Dano French toast can get to fuck, so Alright, okay. Um 
I'm not sure about your chronology on the Huff and the flashback, but I'm definitely going with your choices. Um, yeah, I, I don't know the hot cake. I I know the French toast original pedal, but I think there's going to be better clones of it out there. Um, and I think it's got, you know, the original's got great heritage and that sort of thing, but the Hoff and the flashback made quality affordable in terms of these sort of things. So, you know, you had just Strymans and everyone was like going, oh, you know, you've got to have timeline and a big sky and these sort of things. And people were like, well, hang on a minute, I'm getting some wicked tones and I only paid a couple hundred quid for both. I, I had the TC flashback X4. Uh, it's got a looper built into it. And uh, I actually ended up um, giving it to me um, cousin. And, and that was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant pedal. I replaced that with the DD500, which is probably the best um, multi-delay on the market. And I replaced that with that. So, you know, that's what I, to upgrade, I went the whole, the whole hog, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you went from the Hoff to the hog? Um... Nope, from the flashback to the hog, to the... <laughs> uh, uh, I'm confused. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pull you up there and say how, I mean... Technically, the flashback does have a looper, um, but the looper is an absolute pile of uh, French toast. Um, so, <laughs> so on the X4, it was good, man. Was it on on yeah, the? Yeah, because you had a, a different button for all the different bits and pieces, so it was like it was really easy to use. Yeah. Well, the uh, the single uh, single button version, like the the standard flashback. It was uh, it was more frustrating than it was fun to use, um, but all it's crazy. What's crazy? Because they make they make the they make the most popular looper pedal that's ever been created. They make the Ditto, and yet they couldn't get it right on the on the flashback. Yeah, I mean the, the Ditto is absolutely didn't, fantastic. Didn't the Ditto only exist because they fucked it up so badly on the flashback? <laughs> so I think it came out after the flashback. I believe it did. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> and yet another reason to choose the flashback because if it weren't for the flashback, the ditto wouldn't have been invented. So, yeah, but... so what we talk, yeah, what, what we talking kind of votes wise on 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 these? Have, have people voted on these in the uh, in the comments yet? It's it's all the same, uh, same as us, uh, apart from Matt's uh, go for the hot cake. So yeah, everyone's saying the top two. I think it's pretty straightforward, really. Yeah, it does. However, mean I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna have to rig it so that those two face off in the um in the knockout rounds. <laughs> We're not rigging anything. Just... <laughs> no, surely they go in separate sides and then they'll meet again in the final. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for like some epic battle. <laughs> no, I mean to be right, fa- okay. To be fair, like in the knockout rounds, the big boys are going through, aren't like they're like the. The first phase and the Ranger Master are probably getting through. You, you're probably going to have them off. Um, wanky, wanky. Uh, you, uh, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to hard to call it at the moment, but I think the yeah. the kind of the semi-finals are going to be Range Master, Buzz Face, Muff. Um, what else? Probably Tube Screamer. Like, yeah, possibly. Um... I, I don't know because you know Tube Scream is great, but it's a bit boring, isn't it? 
But it's... Because I wouldn't put a board together without a tube screamer flavoured pedal in it. Yeah, yeah, completely. I mean, I've run boards with two tube screamer flavoured pedals uh, and been happy, so... Yeah, yeah, so I just... Yeah, like, as, as much as, like, they are boring and, like, everybody's got one... Yeah. They, they're so useful. Like, it, even if you don't want to use it as your drive pedal, you're going to use it as your lead boost. Exactly. Or if you're a metal guitarist and you want to tighten up your uh, massively gainy amp, like there's there's a use or, pretty much across across the board, isn't there? Or if yeah, you've got this strap and you don't want to sound times. shit. If, if you've got a what, sorry? <laughs> a strap and you don't want the bridge pickup to sound like shit. I mean, if, if you don't want any of the pickups to sound like shit, because <laughs> it re- like a, a tube screamer on a strat is essential. Because it just it fixes the the weird kind of mid mid scooped EQ curve. Um, yeah. Um, do you know what? Um, I, I I know it sounds stupid, but I go for a Klon style pedal any day of the week because that just little point that it pumps up on the the point it hits on the um, on the EQ just sounds much better to my ears and it's the same it's the same EQ frequency that the rat hits as well and I really love that as well so the rats are my favourite style overdrives clones are my favourite style like low gain overdrives and and they're both hitting the same sort of area whereas clon just uh, sorry whereas tube screamers just sounds a little bit meh the the clon is the artisanal coffee of the guitar world it's like so fucking hipster I, I know what you mean, but I, I I was prepared not to like it. I was prepared to, you know, I've always been prepared to just like what I like. And it, it was no surprise to me when I was told that, you know, the you really like the rats, well, uh, you really like the uh, clons. Well, actually, they're pushing exactly the same frequency. So, you know, if you like what you like, don't you? Well, the clons are, are marketed as transparent. Uh, <laughs> and you can't say that about a rat. Yeah. But they're not. They're, the clon is basically pushing the next frequency up from a tube screamer. Yeah, yeah. It's it's between the tube screamer and the uh, the blues driver, and it they found that little <laughs> little niche. And that's I think a, blues driver's lower lower mids, isn't it, than a tube screamer? No, blues drivers are really really spiky kind of upper mids into treble territory. Is it really? Yeah, blues drivers it's are still quite a bassy pedal, though, isn't it? It, it can be. I think it doesn't roll off as much bass as a tube screaming, but it's it's a very raspy yeah. tone. It's, yeah, I think it's not not cutting it rather than adding it with the the bass tones from the blues driver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we want our will to be talking to us about that, don't we? Don't we? Because he he knows a thing or two about um about blues drivers. Over to yeah. you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, he's, 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 he's he's being quiet. Should we uh, should we talk about some of this um, some of this shiznit that's been happening over at uh, well not over at Nam but in the ether but is supposed to be Nam virtual Nam yeah is whatever Nam yeah. not Nam uh, which is it's cool because we're we're all on an even even playing field now because we can't afford to be over in America at the moment uh, I mean <laughs> no one can uh, but <laughs> um, yeah so we we're getting the news pretty much as everyone is. Um, what I wanted to mention is uh, what Yeoman's actually mentioned is the Ibanez have done a single cut version of the A A Z A Z the Arizona, um, 
so basically it's, e style yes so yeah the the the, the previous az's were kind of modern super strap uh, kind of Charvel-esque. Um, yeah. These these are now like the, the telly versions, aren't they? So, uh, yeah, just to kind of recap on a couple of the specs, because it's it's been a while since the AZ was uh, was announced. So, uh, these, these are ash body. Um, they've got roasted maple necks with um, stainless steel frets. 22 stainless steel frets, which is... Uh, I, I don't know how to feel about that on a uh, on a T-style. Um, uh, we've got... How many frets did you say, too sorry? Many, isn't it? 22. Two. One, oh, two. Okay. One too many for a tally. Um, we've got... Uh, so it's it's got a three-way switch, but it's also got... Like the, like the other AZ's had it, it's got like an altered voice switching. Um, and it then gives you another another six voices. However, the switching system on it, I I had a look at. I can't I can't remember it specifically to to memory at the moment. But they weren't what you were expecting because uh, you'd expect like they're five way. No, they're a, they're a three way switch, but it it's weren't not bridge bridge middle neck. Yeah, it it weren't bridge, bridge, neck. it weren't specifically that. I think it was. Um, the middle position had, because uh, it's a mini humbucker in the neck, not a single coil. And I think it was uh, bridge, bridge with the split um, mini humbucker, but in parallel rather than in series. Right, okay. Um, and I, I think they were missing that uh, middle, middle in series setting. Um, as far as I can remember, but it's it was it was quite a weird and complicated one. It, they could be. Yeah, awesome. I was going to say that's a bit a bit weird, but at the same time, when was the last time you used the middle position on a telly? Uh, all the fucking time, pretty much. No, no, that's not how you use a telly. You put on the bridge pickup and you play twangy twangy music. No, you don't. No, you don't. I mean, if you if you're doing the the, the Telecaster right, the bridge pickup has absolutely no twang whatsoever. Uh, it's usually like a quarter pounder style style pickup. Uh, so it, it gets rid, yeah, it gets rid of all of that nasty, horrible twanginess. Um, but unless you're doing like heavily distorted rock, it's a bit dark. So you you stay in the middle position so that you've got the clarity of the neck pickup. Um, and then if you want to get real Sorry, blues, the bridge pickup's too dark, so I'm going to add the muddier pickup in because it's single core. Though, what, it? what have you, have you? I don't know whether you know what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love having you on here, Matt. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's it's easy to get you mad. Oh. Sorry, the 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 AZ the AZS. What are we thinking? The AS. <laughs> Fuck, mate. It's called the AS. Like. I'm just. Um, like if they had fixed bridges, then they'd be fine. One of them does. Yeah, the. I mean, no, no is that the signature one with it? Yeah, the Josh Smith. Josh Smith, um, and it's called the. Well, that's the, just a, the flat five one. They like. Rather than the. That's eight. got the single coil in the neck as well, hasn't it? And it, it's got the weird dick control plate. <laughs> so the. They've, all got, they've all got the dick control S. plate. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No. No, they haven't. They have, haven't they? 
No. I'll fight you. <laughs> I'll fight you. Hang on, I'll, I'll bring some images up in a second and you can see when I put them on the screen. But, um, yeah, they're... Uh... We're waiting for a man to Google stuff. This is great <laughs> internet radio. Googled it, you fool. Right, okay. So we've got... Let, let's get rid of the other ones for a second and these uh, bits here. Okay, so this is the first one. This is the Josh Smithy looking one um that you've been talking about this is with the willy um looking scratch plate -y thing over the controls it reminds me of that have you ever seen sausage party <laughs> yeah that's exactly what was in my head when i saw it <laughs> so uh yeah that that is called the azs 2209h right, that's, that's not um, the just smith one is it well i don't think so it might be because well, the one I saw from Josh Smith looked very similar to this. No, it's, so that, that's that's the first one, right? Uh, then we've got this one, which is you can see there's no uh, no funny scratch plate thing on that. It's just got the three controls in the order in the thing with a switch, which I'm guessing switches parallel thing. You got to remember on all the AZs they had some really funky switching on them, and that was the one of the big selling points about the AZ Strat. Uh, let's call it that. Um, <laughs> was it was a really really versatile guitar, but this one does have um, a you know a trem system, whereas the other one was like traditional Telecaster bridge in ish Ibanez's version of it um, but they've all got a mini humbucker and then the last one is basically just a black version of this which looks a bit like the bit like a custom 72 but um, but basically the same setup mini as the other one, than a fat one. Yeah. yeah exactly I, the, if we ignore the signature one for Josh Smith with the, the penis and the, the single coil in the neck and say like the standard AZS or whatever they call it, the, t the Telecaster AZ is what yeah. I'm going to call it, just because it's the easiest. Those, if it had a fixed bridge, I'd, I'd be more inclined to try one. Yeah. Strat-style trem systems really annoy me. I mean, what you could do is not use it. Like, deck yeah, it and not use it. Like, board, like, but at that point, why wouldn't I just buy a, I don't know, something that has got a fixed bridge that's the same kind of price. I, I, I'm yeah, not a mini home. Not at that price though. Not, 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 I assume these are coming in like £1,000-ish. Try again. Uh, to be confirmed, it says on here. I've got prices. Uh, I've got you? prices. I've got prices. We're going to be about 18... Eighteen hundred to two grand for the prestige. So we've Not got for the prestige for the premium. So we've got the six sixteen hundred for the the premium. We've got the two thousand four hundred nineteen for the the prestige. Jesus yeah, you got you'd go for a cut. see. I want an AZ like a proper one. I really want an AZ. I think they're the best, the best all round guitar I've ever played. They're absolutely fantastic. But if I was going to go down the telly route, firstly. Oh, actually, I must say, these do look nicer than normal tellies. I don't really like the look of normal tellies uh, as a as a rule. Um, I just like the way they sound. But, um, yeah, um, I think these do look a little bit nicer. But, no, I'd, I'd go for a full-on telly. At that price, I'd go down the custom route, cust, custom shop telly route. 
Yes. Yeah. Do um... yourself a favor. And once all this lockdown nonsense is over, get yourself down to Peach Guitars and try an exotic because they're 10 times the guitars that these AZs are. I've played them. I, I weren't actually that keen on the exotic guitars. I, I played them. Uh, uh, my um, favorite guitars I've ever played. Was it actually at Peach? I, mean, I think it was. I think it was at Peach, though, but I played them. I, I love the, 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 the way they do their um, Rose of the Maple Necks. Just yeah, it's better than anybody else's. Yeah, to be fair, I, perhaps I just got a bad one. Um, but yeah, when I played the different, I played a premium and the prestige. Which one's the more expensive? The prestige is the more expensive, isn't it? Yeah. So I played the premium and the prestige on the same day down at GAC um, late last year. Actually, mid middle last year. Sorry, and um, the prestige was. So so much better than the premium. The premium's right, and I was like, uh, this is alright. But when I played the prestige, I was like, holy shit balls, this is amazing. One of the best guitars I've ever, ever played. I played both. I played because I wanted uh I wanted really, really much to like the uh I think it was the premium, the uh dual humbucker kind of like a transparent chocolatey finish. I think it was it was something something like that. It was called like cocoa burst or chocolate burst or something like that. Um, and I really wanted to like that one, and I hated the pickups. I thought they were just n not up to up to the standard of what they were asking for the guitar. But then I tried the uh, the HSS version, um, which mm. was the the premium. Uh, sorry, the the prestige. And again, like. The the pickups were just like mm, I, I like the single cores a bit more, but I I weren't completely sold on it. But I found myself having to try and get used to this the feel of the guitar. It just didn't didn't gel with me as instantly as I would have wanted it to. Um, and especially yeah. the price point, I was like, for that I need to be loving this guitar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I I remember picking it up and thinking, oh, this is going to be uh, this is going to be as meh as the first one I played, and I thought the first one was quite a lot of money for for what it was, and then I picked it up and just played it for a little while. So I was like, I'm I'm wrong. This is this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think very very great. I mean, there were some people out there who who really liked them. I think the uh, the guitar geek bought one, and he he uses it in quite a few of his demos um, for the versatility because they are they are really versatile instrument I, I wasn't sold mm. on the um the original az series i there are too many deal breakers within the um the the new newer az series um like the azs i think the the mini humbucker in the neck is a is just a bit much for me um and uh, like Matt said, the trem systems as well it's just something that i wouldn't really like as an ideal i wouldn't like it and if I'm spending upwards of like a grand and a half, two grand, I, I want it to be exactly the spec that I want. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I I, I think they're going to find themselves in a lot of guitarists' home hands though. That they've got a few signature models out. There. It's not just the Josh Smith one. There was uh, some last that had one. I can't remember who that was. <laughs> yeah, some um, yeah. I, I can't remember. Yeah, it was, it was like um, a it was a, a purple one that had a humbucker. A single coil and a Ellie neck pickle. 
Bet she can play 10 times better than me, though. She's getting a signature one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, I'd, I'd never um, never heard of her myself, but there's there's some research got to happen because if she's, if she's good enough to get a signature uh, Albanez, then something something's going right, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Josh, Smith, Josh Smith is the black one with a single in the neck. Yeah, yeah. Jo- uh, Josh Smith yeah, one. it's a standard yeah. telecom type. Yeah, it's a, okay. it's essentially like an Albanese Telecaster, isn't it? Because it's yeah, it's yeah. got a thicker neck, it's got a a, a V profile neck, it's got a nine point five uh, inch radius neck as well, rather than the standard twelve or fourteen, I think, of the Albanese. Fourteen, uh, I think. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, so it it's all it's it's all based more towards the kind of the vintage feel. Rather than the um, the straddling the the line between vintage and modern, which I think the AZs are going for, but like I I I'd, I'd really like the Josh Smith one <laughs> if it was uh if it was the specs like the 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 next specifications of the other ones, but it's not meant to be, not meant to be. I mean, I could go out and and try the Josh Smith one and really love it, um. I mean, I I played the the Silver Sky and really like that, and that's like a seven point five inch, uh, seven point two five inch radius. So, I want to play one of them? Have I played one? Did we play one when we were in Birmingham? I can't remember. Oh, no, I don't think they were there, were they? No uh, PRS went there. I, I played a PRS in Birmingham. Uh, it might have been the year before though. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I really wanted to. I want to play one. I, I seem to think that I have played one. Maybe I played one up at Anderson's or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, <clears throat> should we have a, a chat about these? Um, we've got to behave ourselves and be very polite. But the uh, boss pedal boards. <laughs> yes, we shall. That's that. Yeah, that's the other I, thing on the list. Yeah. I think that. Um, with these, I'll, I'll grab a picture up in a second. But I think the um, the one the case, the carry case one, is is great if you're using something like a HX Stomp or a GT Core. I think that it's you know it's going to be very very useful. But let's let's have a look. Let me grab this picture. And right. um, so essentially, you've got. Ca- you've are got- you on about the three pedal one? No, no, no. The bigger one that's got the carry case, so it's got wheels and stuff. You, yeah, the wheelie really one. The one thousand. Yeah. The really good one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you've you've essentially got something like the old BCBs in in the bottom end of the range, and then you've got this new one. So let's start at the bottom and work our way up. The BCB thirty X sixty sixty quid, essentially a plastic box, um, because it's it's got it's Good got. Phone, don't forget the foam. Don't forget the foam. There you go. And the foam, <laughs> if it's anything like the old ones, the foam will be pre-cut for boss pedals, um, which if you're, if you're using Dan Electro pedals, is just a little bit too small, so they won't fit what about perfectly. Behringer? Uh, Behringer ones fit perfectly, yes. <laughs> um, I, I did some research when I was younger. Uh, the, in fact, the old um, the old BCB thirties used to didn't used to have foam in. They were just like a plastic mold that you could clip the um, boss pedals into. So this is this yeah. is a slightly better design than that. 
um but essentially it is a 60 quid plastic box um so let's talk about the bcb 90 well, all I'm going to say is if you want to buy the, the 30, buy yourself a flight case and some foam. There you go. Half the price. There you go. There's Matt's, uh, <laughs> Matt's top tip. Um, yeah, I, I think the it, it's too close to the, the original BCB30 to be uh, to be useful anymore. Uh, I think we've, we've gone past that point. Um, the BCB90 is basically like the reinvention of the 60. So where the 60 was like, it had six pedal slots uh, of of like, and it had a square of foam which had a boss cut out in it, or you could have like inserts that you could cut your own pedals out into it. Essentially, it was like a three pedal, um, uh, sorry, six pedal um, box with a, a channel for uh, a daisy chain going through it to power the six uh, six pedals and a junction box so you had like a stereo loop almost uh which when i had a bcb60 i largely ignored and went into one input and into out of one <laughs> one output um it was fine it worked and and back then pedal boards were in their infancy they weren't very common and the bcb60 was a great solution uh, the BCB90 slightly improves on that. It's still got the junction box. It's still got the power supply. Um, I think they aren't any different or aren't much different. But instead of having like a channel at the top of the uh, the pedal board, the channels run underneath the foam. So it now gives you more um, more space for pedals. It says you can fit nine standard boss size pedals, which is an improvement over uh, six. Um, yeah. But you're still daisy chaining your power. It, yeah, yeah, it's exactly that. Um, so if you if you ignore the power that's in there and go for a power supply, you're probably talking six pedals again. Uh, so <laughs> six pedals at a power. Yeah, supply. I mean, you might yeah, you might get seven or something, but yeah. The, the picture like, I've got up it, here, which is the one on the screen with the uh, GT core in the middle, you've got a core in the middle, quite a lot of spare room. You've got, they've put a wireless on there, you've got four. There's, there's eight pedals, including one of those pedals is uh, an expression pedal, like the big one, wire size one. And it's quite a lot of space above the uh, GT core and a lot of space in between the pedals as well. If you were being... If you were doing this properly, you would get a lot more than that in there. The the phone, by the way, um, uh, comes so you can cut it out yourself. So you just put your pedal in there, cut the silhouette around it, and and then bang, you're in. Yeah, I mean, the old ones used to, um, but they also had uh, pre-cut strips for boss pedals. Um, mm. So, I mean, it, again, it's it's minor tweaks on the, on the kind of the classic BCB60 design. I really, really hope to God that they have fixed the uh, the plastic clips on the top because that was the thing that always used to go on the BCB60s. And the moment one of those clips goes, it becomes a useless um, useless carry case for your, your pedals. What's the plastic like? Because it says it's rugged, and I, I think I've felt them before, but was, was it because you get a lot of various different types of plastic, everything from cling film all the way up to, you know, something you wouldn't want to throw at someone's head. Um or, or you would maybe, but um, it is what, a, was the, what was the plastic? It like is a rigid plastic. 
it is a good rigid practice. Like, yeah. It's something that I would put pedals in and be comfortable to stand on it whilst it's closed and it not collapse. Yeah, so yeah. It's not awful. I mean, it, it, the the case itself was fine. Like the the case was tough enough to to withstand impact. Um, it as Matt said, it would you you would feel happy homing your pedals in it. But it was the clips, the clips that held the um the pedal board together were also made out of plastic. And, and, and they will down. And they yeah. they just they literally just come off. Right. Yeah, they, so gotcha. it, they held on with a tiny thin piece of plastic, and that that was their um, their hinge point. So like it was basically one of those ones, you know, when you you push it and it pops open, then you push it back down to close it. One of those, and once you snap one of those, like if you hit one of those sideways accidentally, it falls over or whatever. They snap yeah. off, and then all of a sudden you've got a box that doesn't close anymore. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. and it largely becomes useless after that because once the once the lid doesn't affix on. If you're carrying it, the lid swings open, and then because they're not held in through Velcro, they're only being held in kind of push fit into foam. Your pedals fall out. Um, so it was a design flaw of the old ones. I I really hope to God that they fix that because if they haven't, or I can't recommend this to anyone um, because we've 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 simply uh, out outlasted this design. I, I, I was you know, like, Boston, for, like Boss have been bang on it, haven't they? I'm sure that if they they've upgraded these, they would have fixed that. I, I, I'd hope to God that they would. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but I mean, you'd have, you'd have hoped that there was an isolated power supply for nine pedals. Like, I, that if price, I, was I wouldn't, a, I wouldn't imagine so. Well, yeah, for, but I mean, for two hundred quid. These... Yeah, man, an isolated power supply with nine pedals is going to cost at least that on its own. Yeah, but I mean, you buy a, a pedal train Novo thirty six for two hundred quid, and you can fit fifteen pedals on it. And yeah, I, I just I I don't the, the gap in for me in this this the this market kind of thing is for somebody who's a bedroom player who is not worried about a noise floor in the studio or playing live, or somebody who only knows that Boss exists and just owns Boss pedals. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be quite that cruel, but um, I'm, I'm going to say for like beginner guitarists who don't quite know about like the the wider world of um, of pedalboard making, and they're just looking for like a solution. Yeah, I tell you what, if if you're looking for something to take out to um, like jam nights and these sort of things and you've worried that you know it might get nicked or something like that and just going to fill up with a bunch of your cheaper pedals and that sort of thing then it's ideal because boards can cost a lot of money you know if you don't want to be if you've just got a few analog pedals then you're you know daisy chain them together doesn't really matter too much either you know so um if you if you're just looking for something cheap and nasty to do a few uh cheap and nasty gigs with then yeah you know it makes sense there not that anyone's gigging, but yeah, not even Matt. <laughs> yeah, not even me. I'm like, I said, this has cost me four gigs this three week lockdown. <laughs> oh, where is you? <laughs> <laughs> How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> um, but I think the 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 crown in the jewel of the of the new BCB uh, series is, of course, the BPC four, which is BCB. the. 
BPC4, which is the pancake uh, uh, pancake patch cables. Oh, sorry. I've, uh, I thought you were to talk about it here. <laughs> I was like sitting here looking at the other, other board, and I was like, what's he talking about? <laughs> I mean, so, so they, they've stolen my name. It's, they come with patch cables. No, 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 no. no. They've, they've bought out a new series of, of uh, pancake patch cables, four inch long, and I, I can assure you that the real BPC is longer <laughs> than four inch. Um, oh, dear. So uh, they, they've also done a MIDI cable as well, which looks really cool. Uh, if, that, that's not new, though. That's um, that, that's really cool because you can angle it right angle and you can angle it however you want. Also, so that, um, most importantly, is that no one cares about MIDI. Um, so, so let's talk about the B- <laughs> BCB1000. Um, let's talk about so this is the this is right the big the biggest question about this one is does it fit in an easy jet boxy thing when you go into because if it does and you can fly with it it might have a use yeah i I imagine they've probably exactly what they've exactly what they've said this is the first thing um they have said on here um this large pedal board features a suitcase style design while still meeting most carry-on requirements I so thought it was going to yes yeah. So I this, thought it was going to quote EasyJet exactly it, like that that quote exactly guaranteed will fit in. I thought you going to thought I was going to make a carry on joke or something. Oh, oh my <laughs> Um Yeah, so this is this is basically the one that's that's drawing people's uh, attention to this. If this weren't in the lineup, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Let's let's face it. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. So this is. Uh, I'm going to start off with the price, which is £400, where I was I was critical of the, the price of the BCB90 being 200 I think this is a fair price for this, because essentially this is a flight case. Um, it's, it's a plastic flight case. It's a moulded plastic flight case, but it is a flight case, and it... It pretty much sorts you out in terms of it's it's got like a carry handle and a, a set of casters on it as well. So it is designed specifically for um, for touring. Um, I assume like touring session musicians. If you like, if you're not um, touring with like a massive arena's worth of equipment, and you can you can maybe take on like a, a modeling amp and a few a few of your favorite pedals to to go to like a a session or to, to depth for a band this is it isn't it yeah i think this is bang on it's you know one complaint would be that people would make would be that it is smaller than the other one and costs more but it's smaller because it has to fit onto planes yeah so you know such is life woe is me and all that sort of bollocks so um yeah I, I think this is a really good idea um i've i've heard other people talk about this sort of idea before it comes with a proper pedal board inside so an aluminium pedal board inside it uh which is removable um it has in and out stereo in and outs as well well not stereo ins but stereo outs yeah it's got the junction and box again hasn't it yeah very very cool no power on this one but um that's because people who would fly you know flying around using this sort of thing they're, they're going to want isolated power so they're leaving that up to you yeah um, i'll say that's fair looks like there's room yeah it looks like there's room underneath for it as well so i'm 
I, I think this is pretty good, you know. When you finish your gig, you just unplug the leads, close it up. I imagine in the front of the bag, there's room to keep your um, cables and stuff. Yeah, it does look like the, the size when it's closed looks more than just a, like a, a hard case for a pedal train or anything like that. It looks like there's an extra like six or eight inches on top of that for you to put cables and, you know, so you've got a four-way in there so that you can power everything and... Six or eight inches in a four-way. <laughs> Steady on, Matt. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> so in the picture, they've got four... Well, you can see it. The viewers can see it. This is for the listeners. But uh, you, you've you've got four boss... Well, they've put Wazak pedals on there. But you've got four boss, boss compacts. And then you've got the AB switcher. And you've got the boss MS3, um, which is actually quite small. And that's below it. And an expression pedal, and there's still some gap, a gap at the top for. Yeah, I'd, I'd basically say it's five Bosser MXR wide and two deep. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. You, you could take ten, ten standard pedals, easy. Yeah. Or more realistically, yeah. you're probably going to have a like one of the small modelers, like a, a core or a stomp, um, mm. as well as. Maybe like five or six other um, regular yeah, pedals. Something like that. Yeah. You've got your Iridium or whatever. Or a Cab M. Or a simplifier, Matt. Yeah, yeah. I still have only heard that through headphones because unfortunately I took it to a gig and then was drinking at that gig and it went into a garage and then we went into lockdown and I can't get my hands on it because I don't live in that house. Oh, no. That is, uh, that's sad oh, a bugger. I mean, yeah. yeah, I've still only heard it through headphones, but yeah, I'll get there eventually. That's it. Good well, things come thing to those, I, think, I don't know if it is missing this, but one thing it looks like it's missing is a lock. I don't know, because you, you can't see from it, because you've only got the, the sockets for the thing. But I, I guess if it's butterfly, then you can lock the butterflies. It's not butterfly. It's plastic. Oh, is it, it's not the not the old slidey ones that they had on the BCB60, is it? Hang on <laughs> that that would be great. That would be really, really funny. I mean, it'd be it'd be so terrible. Uh, um, let's let's zoom in a little bit more. Man zooms in on a thing on the internet. Oh, they are plastic slidey things that go over metal slidey things. Maybe they've got metal underneath, and maybe they're just. Uh, Perhaps they are uh, just plastic covers over the metal protector or something along those lines. Who knows? I, there are, I don't know. Yeah. There are these sort of um, uh, circular things that have got a slot in them that look like you would turn them with a 2P piece or something along those lines. I wonder if there's some sort of lock. Possibly. You'd hope about there's about some that. way to lock. Because like, if, if you're going to trust this with flight, like, I know you can roll it onto the flight yourself, but still somebody could... Take it out of the overhead locker whilst you're having a piss. You wouldn't want them to be able to get into your pedal board if you've got a grand's worth of pedals in there, would you? Yeah, and, and 10 pedals, easy to have a grand's worth of pedals. That's what I mean. Like, realistically, you've probably got more. Like, I look at my pedal board every time I gig, and I'm like, there's two and a half grand's worth of stuff on the floor. I really hope nobody throws a pint of Carlin over it. That's it. You go, oh, this oh. this is an investment. <laughs> it's, it's, it's where I've got my money tied up. <laughs> um, has there been anything else interesting come out of NOM? There has, however, it's well past our bedtime, so 
it's time to wrap up the it's podcast. An... We'll save it's it. It's not. Oi, 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 Mr. Lee. Stop giving them more content. We'll save it for next time. We've got this has got to last us the year, Lee. <laughs> I, I already know some stuff coming out uh, in in the coming well, months, so we'll we'll be all right. So we'll be all right. Indeed, yeah, <laughs> possibly. Um, I'll, I'll let you know when I hear there something. Might be awesome. um, I mean, I've I've seen one, so I know they exist. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, let's let's do this wrap up thing that we usually do. Um, We'll start off with our Patreon people because you are awesome and you've some of you have been in the chat today, which is fantastic stuff. Um, for as little as $2 a month, you can be one of those cool kids. Yeah, the cool kids. Um, it is uh, patreon.com slash talk if you want to if you want to see see our tears. <laughs> like this lockdown that I saw all of our tears. Um <laughs> But our Patreon backers this week are Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Shevtone himself, Adam Yeomans, Mr. Doug Christ of 37FX, Mr. Uh, Joseph Richardson of Joseph Richardson Music and Abstractium Band. Who else have we got? Hmm. It's a huge erection. Um... <laughs> Makes me giggle every time. Yep, uh, and it's 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 absolutely worth every every penny. Um, who else have we got? So oh, that's five. Um, we've got Fletch of Fletcher Pickups, uh, Mr. Ben Fletcher, and we have got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast. Oh, I feel spent. Uh, why don't you guys tell me about the stuff that you do on the internet? Matt, where can we find you? And basically nowhere. There you go. <laughs> Matt so is... I, yeah, I've, I've stopped. <laughs> Matt is lucky. I'm, I'm in the forum that Lee's going to mention in a minute. I'm in the podcast group on Facebook, and I've pretty much stopped using Twitter or anything else, but I'm healing the scat for school, Matt Q, at Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. There you go. Um, but... <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't follow him just yet. The best is yet to come. <laughs> uh, Lee, you are everything pedalboards of doom, aren't you? You. I am. We've, we have uh, the group, which is uh, has top seventy thousand members. So thank you all for joining us. Um, we have uh, a page which has a couple of thousand or god knows um <laughs> but we have instagram as well so if you're following us on pedalboards of doom on facebook do join us on fate on instagram as well because you get uh different content over there we've got the youtube channel which um features myself mr budget pedal chap mr low who's in the comments today and uh we've got mikey who's got magic hands <laughs> oh yeah um why can't you say low's name like Lol. Say, say, say Yeomans as well. <laughs> While we're here, go on. Yeomans. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Andy just asked, "Can I can I go play bass now?" No. Sit down. Shut up and wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There's, there's a shit joke coming up that you can't hear. Just yet. Um. The um. He fell asleep while we waffled on about boss cases. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I, I do obviously prolifically is Timepedia where we make um, accurate representations of um, 
gear and then you get to go and try it out with very different instruments and amps in order to give you a true representation of how it's going to react when you put different gear through it and it's all interactive and we've got big big plans for that for this year so mm-hmm. that is super super exciting and uh hence why i'm slightly falling asleep right now because it's been a bloody long day <laughs> and if you'd like to catch me it is budget pedal chap at facebook instagram and youtube YouTube is the home of the No Talk All Tone series, which this week is featuring the Tate Effects and Terrors. And if I can, uh, if I can coax some of the the demo units out of him, I'll try and get some more on. Because I, I think the No Talk All Tone series, this is the first Tate Effects uh, pedal featured on it. Oh no, it's not. The Hot Coals is on there. I was saying you definitely did the Hot Coals before you gave that back to humans. Indeed. Oh, and the uh, and the 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 very very old power amp distortion. Um, but the heavy hitters from his uh, from his catalogue are not on that no talk or tone, so I need to need to chase him up about that. Um, but that Wait, w- tight. That's it, tight. Uh, but we need <laughs> what we need to do now is I need to say um, from myself, Mister Budget Pedal Chap, from Mister Matt Coyne. Say bye, Matt. Just as he's taking a drink. Bye, Matt. Uh, and from Lee do you want to say bye Matt I did say bye Matt oh did you <laughs> do you want to say it again did I, did I like bye Matt uh, Yeoman said he's got a raise the dead you can use Ooh. hello uh, pretty good then yeah um, sorry from myself Mr Budget Pedal Chap from Mr Matt Quine bye Matt uh, from Lee it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week Turn on a beat. Good night, all. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Buddhist monks are on their way to a local Indian takeaway. One keeps stopping to do good deeds. He doesn't want a bad karma. <laughs> Lee, Lee, <laughs> I think that'll do. I Lee, think that'll is do. this working? Bad karma? Bad karma? <laughs> <laughs>